Hello and welcome to the Casual Hour. Tonight we are going to be doing a deep dive episode uh, specifically on mobile gaming. I am your host, Bobby Pease. Joining me, as always, the gamer on the go, Chase Kinnicky, and the gamer that we keep around, Johnny Amazich. How are you two doing? Just never better. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, doing, doing, doing all right. Good. Uh, I haven't done a deep dive for a while. I'm really excited to do one of these with you. Chase always sets an incredibly high bar. Yeah, thanks, and, Chase. Yeah, Chase really overachiever. That's what I do. But over the last few weeks, really after we recorded Game of the Year, uh, one thing stood out to me that like, I just couldn't really comprehend was the omission of a mobile game category where you know we're coming up on five years of this show uh, this summer, I think mobile gaming has been something that like was incredibly important to me, specifically on iOS devices. Chase has always been the gamer on the go using any handheld device you can grab. But for me, like I never had that stuff. And so if I wanted to play stuff on the go, it was really more looking for, for stuff to play on my phone or my, my tablet. And when we got to talking about our game of the year episode and we were just like, is there really anything that we want to bring up this year? Like there had been a whole new service around mobile gaming. It was just wild to me. And like the further we've gotten away from that, the more it stuck with me that that was a really strange thing for us considering our history and what we like to do. And so I started to think a little bit about like, well, is is mobile gaming done? Is it over with like what's, what's, what's going on with mobile gaming? And I decided to start going down some uh, data that I could reference online. I started to read some pundits and some reviewers, and I, I got news for you. Mobile gaming has never been bigger. It yeah, it's is, huge. It's huge. Is it here it's, to stay? I, I think it's here to stay. It might not be great, but... It's here. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine where this is where this conversation might go is something t- akin to hey, uh, mobile gaming is like the Fortnites and League of Legends and uh, Roblox to an extent mm-hmm. of like, these things are huge, but the audience of the three of us, uh, except for Johnny, because he's very well familiar with Roblox at this point. I, um, yes. But but like those those things are huge, but they're just not our kinds of games. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. we don't see that growth. Except, I mean... I am not currently playing it, and I'm very happy about that. But like, I have still had the toes dipped into uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, and I'm very well aware of the amount yeah. of money that can change you, hands. You actually were going to publicly tell us how much money you spent on Fire Emblem Heroes. In this episode, I have no, I, I honestly have no idea, <laughs> but it would be an embarrassing amount of money. Sure. Um, whatever, yeah. whatever the number. Honestly, whatever the number would be, uh-huh. it could it could be five dollars, and it would be embarrassing. But it is not five dollars. It is a lot more than it's, five dollars. <laughs> so I is it a multiple? I five? definitely saw some statistics around <laughs> around money, and I included some of it tonight. So let me let me frame up what we're going to do tonight, if that's cool. Sure. And yeah. uh, so there's really a few categories I want to break down around mobile gaming. The first one we're going to do is just overall numbers. Like, how is like what does the market share look like for mobile gaming right now? And I thought that you know I think the three of us should kind of come out and just say like what our perception of mobile gaming is. We've already kind of just a little bit about like it's not our shit or like what we're into, but like the perception of what mobile gaming is because there's a distinction that we have to set on the show with Chase of games that are on the go 
and games that are mobile. And are is there a Venn diagram? Are they overlapping? Like, because when I think of mobile games now, it's a very specific genre. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. like the definition of something that's portable. That's an attribute. But when I think about mobile games, I'm thinking of a very particular type of game yes. versus like games that we take with us. So I want to I want to set some kind of like I want to get the language right for the show so sure. we can all speak the same language. Uh, we're going to look at the numbers. We're going to talk a bit about some some of the money, some of the projections that they're looking at for for the gaming industry specifically. Um, as we get through that, we're going to be taking a look at broadband data. And Chase, this is going to this is going to be a really big one for you, talking about internet speeds and and what that looks like. Or so lack you can, thereof. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to give you something that you can take to your your office building there and be like, listen, uh-huh. I have a good authority through a deep dive for my podcast that. This is what we should be getting um, because I think that that's a, a pretty big player in the future of mobile gaming. And then uh, at, I think that one of the things that we're going to get into is cloud gaming. And we've all kind of poked fun at that as well, uh, specifically at that Stadia. But I wanted to well, break down. We've never made fun of Stadia on this podcast. No. I don't even know what Stadia is. Yeah. Well, you're going, you're, you're, you're going to get learned up on what that is. So I broke down. Uh, what, what I consider to be some of the big players in the cloud gaming scene in, in 2021. And, and Bobby, you've uh, you've made a slideshow, it, it appears to be, and uh, you're going to need to let Johnny and myself know when we need to click and yeah. see the next pages. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm going to. So, is this, is this something you're planning on on posting somewhere so listeners can see it too? Yeah, I mean, I think that right now the only place that we can really put stuff up is on like Twitter, which I think I can link to. A, maybe I can find a way to link this through Twitter. It's a yeah, PDF. I'm sure, you can host it somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, this is definitely something that I put together with the intention that, like, hey, you could download this and take a look at it. By no means do I think I'm an expert. Um, I can tell you right now, like, I did a pretty piss poor job citing all my resources. I can go back through and do that to make sure people get credit for things. But I was really putting together something. Uh, as Chase always brings really fun shit to the show when we do a deep dive, and I always feel like Johnny and I just bring these long-ass pages documents that are just not quite up to, to snuff for Chase. And I wanted to, to do right by Chase and put together a, a document that we could follow. You elevate everything. In, in this COVID age, something that we can still kind of have tangibly with us tonight uh-huh. when we do this. I'm so glad I could raise the level great. of discourse in this uh, godforsaken <laughs> Oh. So if the if the two of you would advance to the first uh, page here called Let's Talk Numbers. Oh, we got graphs. Yeah. So to, obviously you can see right now, I was a bit taken aback by how the numbers break down when it comes to the total gaming industry revenue. And again, mind you, like I'm coming off the heels of our small insignificant game of the year conversation where we didn't talk a lot about mobile gaming. I mean- that but makes sense. Mobile gaming is and probably has been for the last several years the number one know, source of gaming industry revenue. Uh, it is no, fifty one percent. Necessarily think market. about it, but whenever you actually look at you know what's happening, you know we all have one of these. <laughs> Burn, iPhone. got him. You know, most people have. <laughs> no, I Shut I know what you mean, Chase. Um, yeah, be it. Yeah, oh, we don't we don't Super all low. have iPhones, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean that you have a mobile phone that plays mobile games? Yes. 
No, you're you're absolutely right. The barrier to entry for mobile gaming is so much less than it is for a thousand plus dollar PC or a five hundred dollar plus console. Like ev- everybody has a phone. Almost all of those phones are capable of playing games in in one form or another. It makes perfect sense. And even when we think about gamers to an extent, uh, and I mean, I've, there's plenty of uh, data and graphs to go around on this. You see who plays games and it depends on you know if you're talking about a playstation game then yeah it's it's this segment of an audience or it's this many people but when you get to mobile gaming and you think of you know the moms playing candy crush as the as the old adage goes like those those numbers really add up no it absolutely does um and i mean that's an interesting thing you bring up with that um but really quick before i hop onto that one just to wrap around this graph out here so 51 percent for mobile gaming PC gaming comes in at 24% and then 25% goes to console gaming. So yeah, console, fuck you PC gaming. Yeah. <laughs> we beat peasants. you. We beat you by a percent. <laughs> so, uh, master race my ass. <laughs> yeah. Musty race more like it. Um, but when chase, when you brought up like the mom's playing candy crush, uh, it is very interesting when they did, um, data. And I, I think gender data is always really dumb, but, People who are assigned female at birth are the number one players of mobile games by about, I think, I think it was like a 60% increase over, over those who were assigned male at birth. And, uh, I, I think it's, I, be, I bet that's more of a self-identification, uh, than it, than it is, uh, assignments, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so I think that where we have these, you know, male, female breakdowns is really silly, but the age is really driven. So this, this number here for the industry those, revenue and it's all for the most part in app purchases for mobile advertising, mobile games, um, is really what is like the biggest driver for the data that we have here. But yeah. And I mean, again, that's, uh, I mean, yes, but also no, it's, it's the people who pay a dollar or $5 and never pay anything more but there's millions of them and that that counts up to to millions of dollars it's and again like that's the barrier to entry talk it's not just the barrier to entry of do you have the device that can play it it's do, do you have a barrier of entry that this thing costs a dollar or two to even start because when yeah. you like, when you think about oh monument valley that that's a that's a great game people should buy it for seven dollars or two dollars or one dollar right. whatever it costs um and you have that and then somebody can say well i can just download fire emblem heroes because it's free and you know they they have the game they are invested at some point before they even have to spend any money and that is just that barrier of entry and and it seems like companies are companies just take advantage of that like how can we how can we get our game onto your device and have you open it up because at that point 75 percent of the battle is done and then the rest of it is just having a decent enough game that can keep people's attention and then having a, a way to monetize. Oh, my sweet, sweet chase. If you want to talk about what's about to happen to all of us with monetization, oh. we're about to get oh, I'm sure we can fucked it royally. It's by... already happened to me again. We can look at, <laughs> I can look no, no. at whatever I've spent on fire emblem heroes. Thank God that information is not easily available somewhere or easily. Oh. Cataloged no, 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 chase, 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 my sweet uh-huh. chase. If you think that developers with gotcha mechanics are fucking sleazebags, 
Wait till we get into what these mobile operators who own the fucking networks are about to do. Oh, great. Um, so let's break down some stuff here really quick. There's currently 2.4 mobile, 2.4 billion mobile That's gamers uh, out there, That's which too is many. too many of us. Um, mobile revenue is expected to go to $180 billion by 2021. So that's a lot of rupees, my friends. And they're saying in a two-year span that revenue completely generated only by cloud gaming, which is going to be an area of this mobile gaming that we're going to get into, could add by itself $2.5 billion in a two-year period. based That's a dollar per mobile gamer. It is the biggest thing here uh, that is uh, the culprit. So the the Trojan horse of all this is 5G. And we've known for a while that 5G was going to do a lot of great things for business. It was going to do a lot of great things from communication. It's done some bad things, too, if you read some white (laughs) message boards. Yeah, it certainly has. And I'll tell you what it's going to do even more so is that up to 50%. People love video games. Up to 50% of all 5G data traffic by 2022 would be revolving around cloud gaming, which is absolutely insane to think about. It is. Yeah, it is. But again, that, that makes sense to me in that what what's an activity that takes what's an activity you use your phone with that takes up the most time? Is it is it making calls? Nobody makes calls anymore. It's is making it crispy texts? memes. It's a lo- you send a lot of texts. Uh, it could be watching YouTube videos. Uh, that's definitely up there. But like you are spending time a lot of time more time than on other tasks playing games because that's what they're built to do they're built to spend time well the thing too is is that currently 30 percent of all streaming playtime is spent on a mobile screen as opposed to a pc or a television 18 percent 18 percent are using more than one device to play games mm-hmm. also so an interesting number to think about too is is a companion piece like have we gotten to the age yet where Somebody holds up their mobile phone and said, "This is my console. This is what it is. This is the only one that I yes, use." Also, I mean, he plays I'm sure, shit. A lot of people, I think that that are that way. Johnny, I think but your yeah. son, for the most part, up, up until I mean, he uses your Xbox, but he plays a shit ton of stuff on his iPad. iPad. Yeah. But like, if you were going to say, like Jude, what is your gaming console? Like, what is yours? So he would go to his iPad. I would assume. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't I, think that that's. A I good wonder point. what the numbers are for for Fortnite of how many people have only played it on a mobile. Well, I mean, especially like I don't have a ton of numbers specific to China, but China is by by and large like a mobile gaming nation. Like they they are well, that, that's all by in. design. Like their yeah. their government is is pretty strong at cracking down on a lot of that stuff and. It's when they do let it in, they let it in very slowly. I know the the switch is there now, uh, but that took a lot of effort. And then only specific right. games can uh, come to it. Uh, Animal Crossing for a long time, maybe mm-hmm. even still now, has been banned in that country. Um, the, I believe they just got Ring Fit, uh, or like a. a it, but it has it all has to be like through a subsidiary company that that is a Chinese company that can bring that stuff in. So yeah, like what what Chinese gamers end up doing is they go to PC and they go to mobile because those are the the things that they have access to that they can get sure. they can play games on. And even then, like they in China, you cannot actually in China can you play Pokemon Go? It's one of those East, Eastern Asian countries that that has banned Pokemon Go outright. 
I think it is China. It's banned Pokemon Go, and and so you have Chinese developers who are trying to make Pokemon Go like games because. Chinese sure. people know what Pokemon Go is. They just know that they can't play it. So here's yeah. the alternatives that you. Well, the thing too, that's interesting. So that would qualify as a casual game. And that is. Yeah. So when we talk about like the, the number one audience with the number, number one genre on mobile, it's casual, it's casual gamers and casual games. And Perfect. What, what have they listened to a casual hour? This is Can the I greatest crossover episode of all time. <laughs> but. What's interesting about this and where I see the, you know, we talk about barrier point, right? The barrier entry here for, for a lot of these things. There's an even bigger battle to try and get somebody to play more of a different genre. So like these cloud cloud services that we're going to be talking about, they have their work cut out for them on this, this audience that they're trying to get a slice of right now. But there's some pretty, pretty bullish, you know, analysts here that say, <laughs> Cloud gaming is expected to expand at a compound out annual growth rate of 48.2% from 2021 to 2027. And that makes me think a lot about we might it's it's a lot. 50% almost. So by the time that we're talking about a potential next gen console, like as we sit here, people still unable to get PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series X and S, what's that gonna look like six years from now, seven years from now? when we start to talk about where are you playing your games at? And I think that that's really an interesting place to, to be looking ahead. Um, market size value is expected to grow from a U.S. Uh, dollar of 0.6 billion, six, I'm sorry, 0.68 billion in 2021 to 7.4 billion by 2027. According to the report, 106 communication service providers have launched commerce, commercial 5G services and of those mm-hmm. 20, 22 have announced a mobile cloud gaming service. So this is where it's starting to get wild is that your mobile operators have the infrastructure. Like they have it. It's there. And so they can basically launch whatever the fuck they want, whenever the fuck they want to do it and slap whatever price tag they want or make it more enticing. Like, hey, if you come over here to Camp Verizon, AT&T, whatever it would be, you're going to get these games or you're going to get AT&T TV or you're going to get HBO now, whatever it might be with that service. So you're going to start to see some really wild shit specifically around gaming and they missed their fucking mark. Like that's the thing. Like they're, they're out for Mm -hmm. blood. Like, cause when all this shit happened a few years ago with online gaming and multiplayer gaming, like the internet service providers wanted the slice of that and they just royally fucked it over. And now you've got, these mobile operators licking their chops saying like, we've got the keys to the castle. We're providing faster internet speeds than what most households are able, uh, are capable of getting in even more rural locations. So let's, let's talk about that because I think that, um, you know, for me, Chase, you and I have something very similar. Like our family lives in areas where high speed internet is not available. My parents have been in that house that they're in since 2004 and they still to this day cannot get cable or like high speed internet brought to their house. Chase, we, we joke at the beginning of the show about uh, your apartment and where you're at with internet, but it's not great. And that's basically because of contracts with your building, occupants of your building. I, I know that this might be improving, but you know, you're in a situation where you're limited. Johnny and I, 
we don't have a ton of options. There's really two here yeah. in St. Louis. There is fiber Charter in and AT&T. And the Charter option is much better than the yet. AT&T option unless you can get fiber, which is a very small pool here in St. Louis. So there's some limited limitations to it. So when we look at the data for mobile, so let's start there because I was talking about 5G. But for mobile, the U.S. average is 63.24 megabits per second. Mm -hmm. We actually rank number 22 in the entire world for our, our mobile broadband speed. Um, I'm sorry, our mobile download speed. That's a lot if you better. hop over to mobile broadband. Woo, number mobile, 11. Oh God, broadband We're number 11. In the United States. We're number 11. The average there is 170.88 down. That puts us at number 11. Well, excuse me. Yeah. So. Ugh, well, actually, um, where we fall here in Missouri is actually Missouri. We're, we're 20. We're 23rd. So the average, average? for Missouri in 2018 God, I'm, was I'm 38.5 megabytes per uh, megabytes per second down. And that. That's our average in Missouri uh, three years ago. <laughs> so uh, the Must be nice. global average for <laughs> broadband is 91.96 down, 49.44 up with a latency of 21. Um, if you look at mobile, I know, no kidding, right? If you look at mobile data, uh, the average globally is 45 down, 12 up, 36 latency. So we're moving. Why do I bring this up? I, I found a report that had all 50 states ranked. Uh, number one's New Jersey. Their average in 2018 was 52 down, which is pretty impressive. But I think that we're moving. We're moving the show. We got a new headquarters uh, to New Jersey, the garden hour. But, it, you know, Internet's fickle and, like, by no stretch, like, I mean, we are, we're, we're a flyover state, right? We're in a very rural area for the most part outside of St. Louis. There's not a whole lot going on. Uh, with infrastructure, don't need there's a lot of farmland. There's a lot of communities that that just <laughs> don't have a great need for for super high speed meth labs. Yeah, but what I I think when you start to no, mm -hmm. you can just run. Um, I bring these numbers up only only for no, a certain reason is that uh, having five G now. Johnny and I we have five G on our phones. Chase uh -huh. currently no correct. Yeah. No 5G for you? So have I. <laughs> okay. So I've I've gotten some pretty ludicrous numbers with 5G. Um, I, yeah, like I, I was... Uh, like I've gotten... Speed, like before I upgraded my internet to the house recently, I was getting faster yes, download speeds on my cell phone than I was getting in my home. Yep. Basically half a block up from a 5G cell tower or antenna. And I was where Chase lives, 3, right? This is where Ch Chase lives, downtown St. Louis. On my phone. Now, Bobby, did you did you just uh, decide to do this deep dive yeah. just to make me feel bad? Is mm -hmm. that is that what this is? It feels it feels Chase, like somebody just wanted your, to put his big dick internet like out on the table and okay <laughs> and make the rest of us feel a little self conscious uh, about our little dick know. internet. I'm sorry. Like, Ha <laughs> <laughs>
It's, um, it's really, it's really now, a shame about that chase, though. It's really a shame that we don't have titles for. Is very for fickle and these deep dives. Yeah, casual hour deep like, dive, big dig in internet. It, the speed Sundays, just <laughs> nose dives, or like if I went inside the building that was still across the street from that antenna. His ultra ride, big dig internet, to like normal cell phone speeds. So it's not perfect. What? What? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What? What's normal? What's no? Fuck! Fuck that! What's my, normal, Johnny? What's phone? a normal I don't know, speed? Like around 100, 100 megs down. Uh huh. Oh, Chase, yeah. as as somebody oh, on normal. Uh huh. Eighteen, <laughs> bitch. Eighteen here. I would kill for a hundred. I would kill you for a hundred. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. No shit. It's a. It's a fucking. It's a miracle we're even talking this way because I don't know how Chase's internet's held up with this. But Chase, one of the reasons that I <laughs> am thrilled we're having this conversation is is that uh, I've talked to you at length about, well, hey, how come you don't stream or why don't you do this or what? It's not how you say that. <laughs> what are your thoughts there? Or hey, Chase, let's play Destiny. Sure. <laughs> All right, let yeah. me download it yesterday. Um, Matt, Matt friend of the show, yeah. Mac Jer. Uh, he yes. was definitely, how do you, magic hair? Uh-huh. How do you say it then? Okay. So friend of the show, uh, I talked to him on Twitter a little bit about, uh, I put a poll out or uh, something like asking, like, has anybody had any experience with, with mobile or cloud gaming or mobile gaming? And he said that he had, uh, not had any, I'm like, Hey, do you care if I ask you some questions? around this and uh he had basically shared that it came down to internet consistency for him and latency and like that was a big concern and i think that uh the other thing that has happened that's made me think a little bit about this episode you know johnny and i have just purchased playstation 5s that are digital only like so we're downloading all the content to it we're not streaming to it by any stretch but we can't physically put a disc into this you're telling me and that's it doesn't work I can't believe you actually made a baby, but, um, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. so I look at like where this is. Microsoft has put out a all digital box. We have the Nintendo switch, which does take a cartridge and that's mm-hmm. always going to be there for them, but Same it here. is, it is designed to be a portable digital download, uh, device. And then you have the digital edition PlayStation, my PC that I built. No optical stuff on it, so stall USB input. So we're getting to a point much faster I'd than kill I think for people are ready for. <laughs> Clearly, from our broadband data, if you look at the, the Bernie the Sanders in gets Vermont, better internet than is at twenty two, and he doesn't even know how to use it. Place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd kill Vermont for twenty two. <laughs> but I think that <laughs> once again, I'm asking you for faster internet. <laughs> I, I think that uh, it's an interesting thing to see where 5G might take all of this. And the hopes and prayers that all these mobile operators, rural communities have for gaming specifically on 5G is it's pretty high up there. I, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves here, but I, I've the one on the show that has used a lot of the cloud gaming solutions. I have ran most of which on 5G networks over Wi-Fi. And it's pretty fucking impressive how well it works. Um, I mean, there's there's a break room I have at work that has pretty questionable internet, 
And because the internet's so poor there, I was running, like I was doing cloud gaming on my phone with 5G, no issues at all, which was phenomenal. So let's talk a little about what services you might see take advantage of some of the stuff. And, and you know, Chase, like you, I think. I don't know which page I'm on. Have had maybe yes, the I've most. I've generally been skeptical of things that know, are disbelief cloud-based. in this stuff. Um, I don't know if that's the right term. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I want to start with, I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm about to tell you where to go. Um, we're going to go to the Apple Arcade page first. Um, so what I've done here, page three, what I've put together just for all of you, um, I went to each one of the websites as if I had no information whatsoever. Like I knew it's nothing about any of these services. And I wanted to learn only what I could get from the Joe splash Blow. page each one of these services provide and yep. see how much information I could put together that the average consumer would be getting the casual Bobby Budweiser. That's who we're trying to Joe, win over here. Joe right? iPhone six this pack. Is who, this is who we're trying to sign up for stuff. Joe six Never pack. upgraded. So I'm Joe six pack. Welcome to the casual hour. I'm still on iOS six. Joe iPhone six pack. Um, Apple arcade. Never upgraded. I've Joe iPhone 6s pack ready to go. Um, <laughs> so um, again, pretty straightforward. We're going to go over here. We're going to talk about a few things. We're going to look at what does it cost for each one of these providers. What is the cost to play the shit in the cloud? What are you going to get with that money? What's included in these services? Are there a free tier for these? Is there a way to test this stuff out? What hardware do you need, if any at all, to take advantage of it? What's the compatibility? Does your shit even work mm. in the cloud? What's the library size right now? What is that going to get you? What is is there exclusive content? Those were the things that I thought were relevant. I think those are pretty standard gamer-focused things that we'd be looking at. So with Apple Arcade, page three for the uninitiated, um, what we're they're one of the one of the newer ones to the mix here, not the newest, but they've they're about a year and some change into this. Um, this is pretty much uh, this is I think the closest thing to mimicking mobile gaming as we know it right now. What they're what what Apple's initiative is is they want you on their ecosystem with a four dollar and ninety nine cent month uh, monthly com- commitment. Uh, there is a one month free trial for this. Uh, what that gets you is unlimited access to 100 plus games. Mm-hmm. There's no ads or in-app purchases on any of this. Uh, you can download to play online or off. You have access for up to six family members, so they have that family share. So if you do have a family share set up for anything with Apple Music, you subscribe for five dollars a month. That gets you six subscriptions essentially for six household members. Um, you can start playing on one device and pick up on another. So. Any Apple device right now, uh, I should say more of a current Apple device, Apple TV, Macs, iPads, iPhones, iPod Touches can take advantage of uh, Apple Arcade. Um, you decide whether to share your personal data so you can be completely anonymous on the stuff that you're putting into the games or who you are playing the game. Uh, it works with screen time and parental controls. So if you are looking to have a bit more say over when your kids can play things or how much time they're playing games, you have some built-in stuff to monitor that. Um 
They also include a wide range of games, from puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing, and multiplayer action games. They believe that everyone can count on finding something to love, enjoy, uh, all the games, I no do. ads, or yeah, they usually give big, a few months for free. Here. So, oh, I say usually. Right now, uh, for the second year in a row, if you buy I a am, new iPhone, Johnny and I think subscribe. You, get three of you got it with your new phone for free. Yeah, I burned my burn my month trial. And Chase, you've at least paid for a month or tried a free month, right? So I, I currently subscribe to it. Um, the hardware that I've used with it, and I'll run down here. So you can use an Xbox wireless controller with Bluetooth or a DualShock 4 or any MFI. So MFI is made for iPhone or made for okay. iOS. Uh, compatible controller. Um, I've I've played some Absolutely. stuff with touchscreen. There's a few games like, like uh, Grindstone was one that I really enjoyed playing. That was touch. Uh, Many oh. Motorways is another one that is great oh, with touch. what was that called? Um, even that one game that we were pretty excited about yeah. that we bounced off of where it was like the zombies were attacking your car. Yes. Oh, Overland. Um, yeah, yeah. Had a really cool oh, art style Oh, thank you. That was going to drive me crazy. Um, sure. We were all super hot on it when we played it. We bounced off of it. You got it on the Switch, Chase. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Overland plays really well with touch on there. Um, but they have over 100 games for Apple Arcade right now, and they do have exclusive games. So anything that like is on the Apple Arcade service will not be on an Android so here's, when we talk here's about exclusives. So it could, it could be simultaneously on a and console as a person who's only and spent Apple Arcade. Free month and, and hasn't stayed with the there, service. That's what's happening. For as Bobby you have, maybe you can answer these questions for me. So this is all really great information for a consumer. But... What does it mean for developers? Because as you stated, this is, these are ad-free, in-app purchase-free games. So, so that means that you're not going to get any of your Fire Emblem Heroes. You're not going to get any of your Candy Crushes in here. That's not what this service is about. And I think that was initially yep. what a lot of people were really excited about with this service, is that Apple is banning that stuff from from Apple Arcade, yeah. which means we're going to get more of the kinds of games that we, uh, we that we core yeah. gamers, I it's suppose, want to It's a more curated experience. That, exactly, exactly. Like, you're, you're not going to have to deal with the mobile game cruft that you'd get in, in the App Store for free-to-play shit. Um, and, and that was really great. That, that's what excited me about this thing. But then... I know there was discussions about how developers got paid yeah. in Apple Arcade, and wasn't it based on like how much time people spent playing their games? Uh, right, and I'm sure Apple keeps that relatively closed, but I, I think that was something that was discussed at one point, and I know some developers talked about how... That I don't know. They actually don't changed the that. way they developed games, know. because you had some developers out there who would make a really fun short experience what's the what's the game that we had that we talked about where you're fixing things um uh, the one that was kind of like florence but made by us too y you can <laughs> yep it's i was impressed that i remember it's the same values. same people yeah um, us too that made but it. Um, uh so that oh that was we a great game. I Every time we talk about this game, we always it, like, what was that no game called again? Play it again, and and so some developers 
I believe I remember hearing them say that they felt like they got burnt and that they had a game, people played it, and then they assembled care. Thank you. Uh, people played it and then they stopped playing it because it's it's an experience that was meant to be meant to happen once. Whereas uh, a game like care. Grindstone did a lot better because yep. it was a game built to be played Grind multiple times. Um, exactly. Or many motorways, the same way. But so uh, I think there's a part of me that worries that we're not actually getting what we thought we wanted out of Apple Arcade because of the payment system in that, you know, if I if I got lots of Assemble with Cares every month, I think I would be way more interested in, in paying for that service. But we're getting... The reason I stopped is, like, the one game I kept coming back to was Mini Motorways. I love that game. Sure. But then it's, I'm paying $5 sure. every month just for the ability to play the one game I want to play on this. And that's just not good value for money. And there's no way for me to give them, I'd give them $20 right. if it would just say, okay, you you own this game now. You don't have to, right. you don't need Apple Arcade. You can just buy a lifetime subscription to this game and call it a day. And I would love to do that. But because they are exclusive to Apple Arcade, they can't just put it out right. on iOS as well. Sure. I, th I think that the thing too, and this is kind of where I'm at, like I, I will say it right now, I'm at a, a bit of an impasse for what I want when I have my stuff on the go. <laughs> like I'm very sure. much in a different place now than I was a few years ago with like the experiences I want. And I'm going to say it. You know what? I, I blame the fucking Nintendo Switch. I blame the Nintendo Switch for, for all of this. In the best way possible. In the best way possible. Because that magical, beautiful piece of hardware has shown like and, what and can happen also, on the And I think that the is the level that, that I'm expecting now from many being places. away from there's my console or my PC There's not a lot of on-the-go happening this point right now. Like which the Switch I imagine done. means there's not as much on-the-go gaming. I mean, we, we've seen the numbers. There's obviously a lot of mobile gaming happening, but there are some opportunities that aren't happening right. because people are still are at home more often than they have been. So the opportunities they'd have to play mobile games is less so. There's actually something something interesting when you think about competition right. with these things. And I know we're, we're probably going to talk about Android or, or other uh, services here coming up. But when I was in college, this was like 10 years ago, and I was talking to an executive at an ad agency because uh, we were there to learn about ad agencies. And he asked the question, like, does anybody know who McDonald's main competitor is? And, you know, you, you if somebody asked you that question, you'd probably, yeah, Burger King. Absolutely. Burger King, Wendy's, like there's all sorts of places that you go. And he's like, yeah, those, those make sense. But that's not. That's not who McDonald's views as their main competition. And back then, it was Subway, uh, because Subway was offering something like, like McDonald's owned burgers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> McDonald's owned burgers. Like Burger King wasn't touching that shit. Uh, Wendy's wasn't touching that shit. It wasn't even close. They were blowing them out of the water. Pedophiles. But but somebody who was looking for something <laughs> different than McDonald's was going to Subway. And I think right. nowadays, 10 years later, people would probably say their main competition might be Chick-fil-A where, you know, the chicken sandwich boom is so, is so mm -hmm. big right now. In fact, uh, McDonald's has even talked about how they're 
making new chicken sandwiches specifically to to target a places like meat me too yeah mm. <sighs> um <laughs> um yeah definitely i have chick-fil-a has sandwiches. better internet than i do um <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I feel <laughs> like Apple sucks? is in a pretty similar position where their competition is not. <laughs> I would kill Chick Fil A for their food. It doesn't matter. Internet. It doesn't matter when you look at the numbers of how many people own Android devices over the number of people who own iOS devices. Like the 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 money that that changes hands sure. is clear that it Apple is is kicking some ass there. Like their competition, as Bobby mentioned, is something like the Switch, something that's not really mobile but it can be played in similar situations and it's taking people's attention away from something like apple and and that generates that that affects the way they they think and the way they do business yeah dude i think you're 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 right on the money and i'll i'll jump ahead here there, there's an arms race happening, unlike any other time in gaming in our lifetime. I mean, we were all pretty young when it first happened with like consoles. And that, I mean, we got to see it a few times over, but nothing like what's happening right now. And even Phil Spencer from from Microsoft, I mean, he, he's been out saying like, hey, I'm, we're not competing with console launches right now. We're wow. looking ahead of that and we're looking yeah. at Amazons. We're looking at Googles. We're looking at uh, all these other people like that Microsoft weren't ever really considered their, to be their a bread is not just buttered by video, video games. Game stuff. They like, are, that's, they have, that's where they're they at. They have right a now. business and right. so, motive to get, I mean, both of those names? PCs to get, uh, operating systems to get, uh, no uh, stores, app stores or whatever, whatever other online stores into your hands because they can do so many different things with those. So in one, in one instance, yeah, they're kind of in competition with Sony because, you know, hey, it's a PlayStation versus an Xbox. But on the other hand, they are doing so many different things from a from what Sony is doing. Um, it, it is absolutely not the Nintendo versus Sega. Hey, th- they both make video game consoles and that's yeah. all they really make. Now it's it's Microsoft right. doing all that stuff with computers. Sony still has all of their electronics uh, outside of video game stuff that they do. Nintendo is still relatively right. purely a video game company. Um, but you know they have a legacy of doing that where, where it, it works out. But a lot of these other places yeah. are diversified I mean, in different Nintendo's ways. Nintendo's dipped their toes in the yeah. mobile market several times now. Sure. Uh-huh. It's a great success. I will. I, so I'll, I'll point back to, uh, uh, for sure, I'll point back to page one. We don't have to jump there, but that specific thing about 18%, right? 18% of people were playing on multiple screens. And so I want you to think about that as we're progressing through these lists here. So Apple Arcade um, I, I believe is the closest thing you're going to get to like that casual gaming experience. You're going to get some really nice games, high quality games for five bucks a month. But is that enough to really compete or take your time away like from one of these other services we're going to talk about? And we're not here to tell you how to spend your money or what you should be doing with it. It's more just about, yes, we want to take a deep dive look at what these cloud services are because they're becoming more prevalent. These conversations are coming up. 
So uh, let's find out where we can play those games tonight mm -hmm. because there might be a spot we can. Um, if you bump if you bump over to page four, um, we're going to be talking about Nvidia's service, which is called GeForce Now. Um, so let's. let's I did. Yeah, so I, Johnny and I both, well, I don't know if Johnny's activated his membership, but uh, I, prior to getting the the 3080, um, I had signed up for the Founders edition of this service, which was $5 a month. And what this does, uh, in a nutshell, is it matches your currently owned video games to a cloud service. So if you've already bought the game on something like Steam or like maybe you play plus um, it can be accessed because your library gets matched by the, the, the download client. And then you're able to play your games that you've already bought on the go. And I thought that sounded pretty cool, especially as I had moved from, you know, console to, P to PC. So let's, let's break this down really quick and then we'll get into some more specifics. Okay. So, so Bobby GeForce now, like that is, I'm not rebuying the games on this service. These are the games that I already own on another service, but I'm paying a subscription to access this GeForce Now service and then just all that stuff populates. Yeah, that, right? this, this actually caused a little bit of hot water for NVIDIA because they were just putting shit up on the service, making money off of the service, but like not telling developers like, hey, we put your game on the service. And right, like, so, and and now they now they have like a a way to if somebody says they they have an opt out yeah. where people can say don't put mm -hmm. our shit on yeah for sure but this I mean so I can tell you right now uh, spoiler alert this service has the most games you can play out of any of the other services we're going to talk about um, sure because they don't actually have to physically put things up themselves right um, so seven day free trial right now it's sixty dollars uh, every twelve months or five bucks a month. You can also do it if you just wanted to go for a little bit. You could do $25 every three months, uh, which breaks it down to about $8.33 a month. Or you can just pay $10 a month, depending on how you do it. So they want you to do an annual subscription. Um, that's where they're going to get you. Their uh, claim to fame here for what's included, you can stream over 800 PS4, PS3. Nope, sorry, that's the wrong one. Uh, don't worry about that. I copied the wrong note over. Um, so the thing for them is... They basically, as I was saying earlier, they're going to you download a client and you will match this up with your library. So you can import the games that you've already purchased through Steam. Uh, a few other things like Uplay Plus, as I mentioned earlier. This works as a PC app on Windows. It works um, on the uh, iOS just recently. So through Mobile Safari, you can absolutely access this now and play all the games through that web browser. It works on Android devices. Uh, I think there might be a Linux client for this. Uh, I apologize. My note that I copied over here for this slide was from a, a, another one that we're going to get into here. Uh, I must not updated the, the right one. But um, technically Sloppy. speaking, there, there's no exclusives here for it because it's all, yeah, it's it's all, all what you have. But yeah. yeah, by design. By design. <laughs> so like when we started talking earlier about like, you know, having that secondary screen or something that you would take with you. Like this is a service that starts to make a whole lot more sense. They baked this in for any of the new uh, 3000 series GPUs. So if you bought one of those, you get a year of the service for free with it. Um, so they usually give you a game in a so like $120 value, so to speak, for buying one of those new GPUs if you can grab one. 
Um, I I like this service quite a bit. Um, I use it on my iPad. I use it on my my iPhone. I've used it with three different types of controllers. Um, it is a remote session. So one of the other things about this one that's interesting is is that if you are playing a mouse and keyboard game, or that you would be normally playing with mouse and keyboard, you can remote play with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, also, That's which cool. it, su- it supports that, which is really nice. So if you are doing something that is specific to it, like on a laptop, might not be the same. I mean, I wouldn't recommend doing like a, a shooter, but if you were doing something like Oberdin, that becomes a bit more of a reality if you're using a mouse and uh, keyboard for for a game like that. Um, price is pretty good here. Again, you're you're, you're just paying basically to, to play your shit on the go. And uh, for me, like this is this is what I. I personally want to see like I I think the biggest problem we have with a lot of these services and uh, excluding a few of them is that they're asking you to essentially buy a, a brand new console. They're asking you to, right. to move your library over um, another big area that they're looking at on top of 5G to really promote what this stuff could be is crossplay. Like a lot of this is going to live and die by that. So like why would I buy like Chase and I and now you Johnny we like Destiny a whole lot. Why in the world would I buy Destiny on anything but where I can play with my friends? And until that day comes with Destiny, where crossplay is there, like this is kind of, you know, not not great for it. But I think GeForce Now for you, Chase, one thing that that could be kind of cool, considering you don't have a PC, but there's some PC games you definitely want to check out. Like this is a pretty interesting way for you to to maybe be able to to try that out at a, a relatively low cost, at least. Sure, yeah. Like I, as a as a PC alternative, I I could almost see it working. My my main problem with a service like this is, like, as a person who says he's a handheld gamer and has a handheld gaming show, these aren't handheld games. Like they they are not designed for that. And and that's fine. Some people some people want to play, uh, you know, Need for Speed on on a phone. I'm I'm just not one of those people. Some people would be fine playing Ghost of Tsushima on uh, a tablet, and I'm like, nah, nah. I, well, one, I don't want to play that game at all. But but two, I definitely don't want to play it on an iPad, like I or a, a tablet of any kind. Like I, I I kind of like the idea of this is a game that was built to be played on on a handheld or mobile device because I, I feel like developers. Uh, take advantage of that. In that in that sense, I much prefer something like Apple Arcade, where those games are purpose built to to know that hey, a lot of people are going to be playing sure. uh, these games like on on phones. Like yeah, yeah, I guess you can play it on Apple TVs, but most people are going to be playing these games on phones. Let's make sure that the the phone experience is is good, and that's how you get a game like Mini Motorways that's built around that that shorter session of somebody being on a, a train or, or subway or uh, in the backseat of a car. Yeah. And I mean, Johnny, I think for you, like not to tell people how your house is laid out, but you know, the PCs upstairs uh-huh. um, where you used to be doxing. Doing. We are doxing yeah. Johnny hell, man? live, uh, well, not live, but well, next, soon, soon, soon to be live, soon to be live. Uh, but Johnny, you know, you were usually downstairs is where you have at least one of your consoles still set up, maybe two of them with your Switch. But it's the Xbox and the Switch, yeah. I think that this could be a really cool thing for you to check out downstairs if you're hanging out down there. Like I know that you like they're they're bringing this as a smart app, they said to 
So a lot of televisions that support those. So you'll be able to just stream directly to your TV. They do make something called the NVIDIA Shield, I should mention. Um, if you wanted to have like a proper setup for this, they have their own hardware controller that you can get. Uh, but the NVIDIA Shield is something that you can use to do a remote play session on your own network or through the internet with the uh, GeForce Now service. But that could be something, you know, like, especially for Jude downstairs. I, like I, I still haven't fired it up. It's I, worth checking I've out, had, man. I've had that GPU now for almost two months. It's it's pretty pretty well done. I think that they've done a pretty good job delivering. Uh, the one thing I will mention on here that I have for my notes, um, there's, the, there's two tiers of this. Um, it's a bit limited with... If you are on the free tier that they have, the free tier will get you one hour play sessions with 1080p. And what that means is, is at the one hour mark, your session ends. Now you can immediately start it back up and play it again for another hour, but they're going to disrupt it. They're also going to limit your access to the service on that free tier. So if you are playing something competitive, I mean, you're and you're in the middle of a match, like you're going to be booted, which... That's yeah, kind of shitty. Not great. Um, but the other big thing for them is if you are on that that paid tier, this unlocks the you can do ray tracing via the service. Uh, you get premium access to their services, and you can play for six hours at a time. Um, but let's let's jump up to the next slide here uh, and keep moving forward. The the newest contender uh, to the mix that's not even out for everybody at this point in time is I just the, got my beta invite in my mail email today. Oh, congratulations. Welcome to Amazon Luna, Johnny. It is a streaming service that is tied to your Amazon account, as you probably imagined. Yeah. It comes with a seven-day free trial currently behind a beta invite. Uh, once you are uh, in that, you can pay $5.99 a month for Luna Plus. They say that that is uh, an introductory price that will go up but as they're getting people signed up for the service to get the the Luna Plus service it's five ninety nine a month. They also do an interesting thing where they have channels and you can subscribe to channels. Currently, the only one they offer in conjunction is the Ubisoft Plus channel. Uh, that will be an additional fifteen dollars a month. So if you wanted everything that they had to offer, uh, it would be twenty one dollars a month for the Amazon library and then all of the the Ubisoft games that are out there. Uh, it's unlimited hours of gameplay. They claim that they're growing their library of games. You can go up to currently 1080p at 60 frames a second, but they do say that 4K gaming is coming soon. And you can stream this on two devices at a time. And what, what that means is, is that if there was two members in your house and you had one subscription, you can add users. And so uh, they can play on their device. This is currently compatible uh, on PC, Mac, Amazon Fire TV, uh, the web, apps for iPhone and iPad and select Android phones. You can play with a Luna controller. Uh, if you're, if you've been listening to our show, that controller, in my opinion, is not great. Uh, but you can use any other Bluetooth device with it. Um, the, the library for them is currently about 70 games. There is no exclusive content, which is interesting considering Amazon has game studios in house. Uh, and they have no yeah, is that a is that a yet or is that uh, no plans for exclusive? It's it's a yet for sure. Okay, it, uh, I yeah. just thought I, I think maybe when this is like publicly launched, they've got an MMO that they're getting ready to drop uh, that apparently has tested yeah, very positively. Uh, it's uh, New World, I think, is what it's called. Yeah, I, I think, 
it's actually a, a Lord of the Rings universe. Um, oh. And people are super into it, but that seems like it could could do a few things for them here. Like, hey, it'll be on Luna Plus for six bucks a month. Have have at it. It's uh, called Amazon Sorting Facility. It is the most massively <laughs> multiplayer game oh, no. available right now. No. Um, the only way to win is not to play. <laughs> what I will say here is I think it's really cool that they're doing channels. And the idea that you could sub in, sub out to things is pretty enticing. Um, unlike some of the other services. Is out- it? Whoa, whoa, it, it, though, is it? I, yeah. I, I guess I can understand from a, hey, it's cool that they've categorized this stuff, but the idea that I'm already paying $5 a month. You don't have and to. And for Ubisoft, what? You can literally turn it on when you want to. But I still have to pay to to play them when I want to. Yes. Yep. So if I'm, if, I'm paying, if I'm paying for Luna, I'm paying $6 a month. Yep. And then... And then I go, oh, I guess I want to play Assassin's Creed. Now I've got to pony up another fifteen dollars. But that's but but think about that for a second because I'm doing the same shit right now on PC. So when Assassin's Creed came out, I was gonna get the version that I always get, which is like the one that comes with the DLC and stuff. I get the like hundred dollar version, right? So I spend a little bit more money. But my deduction was, well, I can do this Ubisoft Plus thing and get the highest version of the game with all the DLC. For that fifteen dollars a month, and in my head, I'm like, sure. okay, I'm just I'm going stupid to stupid not to do it. Well, I think that's true, but the thing of it is, is that if I was going to spend sixty bucks on Assassin's Creed, and this is what I had, like I could say, all right, how many months of that could I get for one cost of Assassin's Creed and get those other things? Because because of this, I got Watch Dogs at the same time, I got Assassin's Creed at the same time, and then I ended up getting Immortals, Phoenix Rising, yeah, Phoenix Rising at the same time. Uh, on on one hand, you are right. And and if you are a, a very savvy shopper who sure. is is very good about turning things off when they're not using them, then I totally understand. But I think I am like a lot of people out there sure. where they're not thinking about it that way. They're going to get this service and they're going to forget they have it or they're going to just be lazy enough to... Uh, to just let it keep going because I don't know, like Ubisoft said they're going to make another game next month maybe I should just wait and that I just it just it feels like a, a slippery slope to the point where it's like I'm just bleeding money all over the place where you know if I if I have that disc then I own the game <laughs> and I can play it as long as I want and I don't have to worry about it yeah. continuing I, to cost me money. It's I know I'm I am old in this sense. This is no. old man yells at old man yells at cloud gaming. That's that's what we should have called this God episode. Damn it. God <laughs> damn it. But what uh, I, but that that is me. We we said at the beginning of the show we were talking about Johnny holding up his iPhone. We were talking about mobile phones. So if that's like the think about from like a the barrier standpoint again. This is somebody who already has their their quote unquote console, which is their phone. At that point sure. in time, from like a dollars and cents perspective, even at twenty one dollars a month, like that's still a big ask for somebody who's already limiting their budget, like to spend that much money. But if it was just six bucks a month for a phone to have 
Like you can play fucking Control. Like that's one of the games they got right now. Control. Like no thanks. <laughs> uh, it's built into it. Now is that the way I want to play I the game? No. It, totally. It, it, it's a when you think of it as a value proposition, as, as somebody is only using their phone or their laptop that they have. Uh, because they're not going to spend the $500 on a PS5. They're, they're right. not going to spend the money on a, a brand new console. Then it makes so much more sense. And I, I can understand that where, you know, I am I am one of those relatively casual gamers. Obviously, I'm speaking uh, not as myself. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? But if I, if I was one of these casual gamers who's not going out and purchasing a console but wants to play... You know, Assassin's Creed. You know, I like Assassin's Creed. Sure, why not? Again, I'm not speaking as myself. <laughs> um, I could totally see this making sense of, oh, you're telling me I don't need to go out and spend the $500 on this console to spend another $70 on this right. on this game. Then, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I can just jump in on this and, and try it out. Um, but for somebody who has spent that money on a PS5, somebody who's spent that money on discs or digital versions of games uh supplementing that with more money to play those same games in what i feel like is probably a much worse way it's it's a much harder sell for somebody like me and i guess i guess i have to realize that these these services are not always for me and in fact most of the time they are absolutely not chase totally but I feel I, like they're trying. They're trying to, oh, yeah. to entice me of like, oh, look, we've got, look, we've look got all your favorite cool Ubisoft games. games. I think, though, that what's going to end up happening once they're out of this beta phase is that this is going to be either packed in with every one of their Fire tablets. If you buy a Fire tablet, you get a year of Luna. Or sure. they're going to build Luna Plus, at least, because they're probably making some money on the off Ubisoft here at this point, like people playing their shit here. But, hey, you've had, you got a Prime account. Luna's, Luna Plus is now part of it. If you want this other shit, you can pay in for it and you can get the Square channel. You can get the UB channel. You can get the Bethesda. No, not anymore. Uh, you can get that channel, like whatever it would be. Like I could see that being the case. Oh, they're not going to pl- get to play the new Indiana Jones game. Damn. So let's move forward here. Um, <laughs> PlayStation Now I, is the I next bet, one. Up. I, you know, one thing, one, thing we didn't, one thing we didn't mention, Luna's going to have hella uh, Twitch support. Like that, that it's, is going to be something massive for, for, for massive. Yeah. yeah. For like sure. that's just going to make so much sense for platforms like. And I will say that I think they'll probably deliver on that more so than one of the other places we're going to talk about with their video streaming service. Um, dun, dun, dun. Who am I talking about? But PlayStation now, uh, PlayStation now has been around for a while. I think it's one of the older yeah. or maybe the oldest on this list. It's, uh, it came out pretty early in the ps4's life cycle yeah so uh this is not included with ps plus so i think it's pretty easy to get this confused from just a surface level like overview of what it is but uh you can get a a seven day trial for what this would be um it's got three different tiers of payments you can do 60 dollars a year um, which breaks down to five bucks a month or you can do 24.99 for every three months or 9.99 for every month um, they have over 800 games that you can play on the service that range from the PS4, PS3, and PS2 titles. Um, you can play this on a Windows PC, which I think is pretty cool. 
Um, you can play as much as you like. You can save your progress and continue playing on either device, or you can pick from uh, over 300 PS4 games to download directly to your PS4 console, and they'll be ready to play in up to 4K resolution if you're going to be playing on a PS4 Pro, or in this case, PS5. They haven't updated their website for any of the PS5 stuff, which I think is a little interesting. That is interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Whether you stream or download, your PS Now subscription includes full access to all available online multiplayer modes. Um, So one thing that I feel could really up the ante for them is the Microsoft approach to first-party titles are available day and date on this service. I think that would be a great great first start for them, but I I just don't know if they're ready to commit to, to that level of inclusion with it. I mean, they don't ta- really talk about this service. No. Like at all. No. It's just it's just kind of there. I wonder I wonder how much money it actually makes for them and how much overhead there is for them to support something like this. Because on one hand, you know, I've considered getting this service because they don't put a lot of PS3 games out in yeah. in downloadable forms like it, it's hey do you want to play these ps3 games you have to get playstation now there's they're just not putting those out unless they're doing you know some remake and and that doesn't happen all that often um but the other part of me is like i'm i'm already paying for playstation plus and then i look mm-hmm. over uh longingly at something like game pass which mm-hmm. i wonder if we'll talk about that <laughs> um, but <laughs> I look at Game Pass and I go, why isn't PlayStation Now just part of PlayStation Plus? Right. Even if it was like an extra $5 a month uh, on top of what I'm paying for my PlayStation Plus, that seems like exactly what Microsoft said, and that's what they did, and now Game Pass is one of the most highly regarded things in gaming, and Sony could have done this. And It's, and it's like they were playing a game of telephone. And Sony, unfortunately, was at the very end of the line. And by the time they found out what was going to happen, they put in just, I should also say that they just got to a point where you can actually stream. It used to just be you had to download all the games. You had a library that you were paying for, an exclusive library. No, man, can, it was all streaming. I'm sorry. They just got to a point where you can download. Sorry, yeah. I had that mixed up. It used to be just streaming only, where now you can actually download the game and, and have it in, in that realm. Look, I and think it was dog shit. It, it was, was dog so shit. Bad. Now, I will say, I think that this makes the most sense for a PC gamer. If they're not ready to buy a PlayStation or they don't want to do it and they want to play some of these stories, I mean, there's some. I know Bloodborne, I know Horizon, I think God of War is on there now. Isn't like, Uncharted these are, on there? Yeah, Uncharted's on there. Some really incredible stories that they've told over there at Sony. You can, you can pay as little as $10 a month. And get that story. Is it the best experience? I I can't say. But yeah, I mean, for everyone bitching about, oh, why isn't Bloodborne on PC? It you know it technically can be. Yeah. If if you want it bad enough. Yeah, it's there if you want it bad mm-hmm. enough. Um, but no, I think that this is the one that I think Chase has the most, to your point, most potential, but also the most lost as well. And yeah. I think it could be. Very much included with PlayStation Plus. I think it could add like their stories. If they said, hey, you, you subscribe to this, you get all of our first party games day and date on it. I think that's really, really impressive. Now, it would not be cloud gaming if we didn't talk about Stadia. The king of... I'm, I'm, I don't know what that is. 
This is the king of streaming the online. Uh, uh, Google Stadia was announced over a year ago. Uh huh. Is it out yet? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I really don't want to be a, a, a shitbag to them. They did, they oversold the hell out of this. Um, it is a bit limited. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I was gonna search for is Stadia still in beta, and I got suggested much better questions. Is Stadia still alive? <laughs> is Stadia still a thing? Is Stadia still bad? You know, the, those are the top two. <laughs> suggested search can we just like really quick i just want to point something out here um stadia most recently their their effort to get people on board was to buy a copy of cyberpunk 2077 for stadia and Ah. you will get all the hardware needed for free you get stadia pro for free they hitched their wagon to, to cyberpunk well it, it was funny though is they they had a good point of hey it, it runs just fine over here because of course it does it's not yeah. running on your on your last gen hardware version. yeah so it's, let's let's break it down here all right so what does it cost there is a free tier to stadia uh that is available now uh there is also stadia pro which is 10 bucks a month uh for the free tier you can play up to 1080p at 60 frames a second in stereo sound. Uh, you can buy games wherever you want. So um, through their store, of course, um, they do not give away like a free. When I say free, I'm, I'm quoting kind of like what the PlayStation Plus free games are. In- or Included with your membership. Yeah. Uh, there are no discounts on titles if you are just on that free tier. So what that means is, is that I could just literally go to the Stadia store right now. I could buy a game from Stadia and I could play that wherever, anytime I was on the cloud if I wanted to without an annual or monthly membership to it. I'm just buying the game. Uh, if I do Stadia Pro, that doesn't get me that game. It doesn't open up a, a Netflix library. That just gets me up to 4K resolution when I'm playing uh, at 60 frames a second. It does offer me 5.1 surround sound. It does offer additional free games uh, with the service, and then it does get me discounts off of other games in the library. Hardware, uh, it does have a PC app on Windows. There's a PlayStation Network. Oh my God, did it again. Um, it's a sloppy work here. Um, it works on limited Android devices currently. It does require, if you're on TV, a Chromecast, a very specific Chromecast, not the standard ones that have been out for a long time. You can't use it on those. Uh, you have to have the Chromecast that comes with it. Uh, the Stadia Pro controller, you know, we've all, I, you guys got to check that out in my house, you know, prior to all this happening. Mm-hmm. It worked pretty well. Like, I mean, it's not the best controller, but uh, the D-pad was all right. It's a, it's a little wonky to me um, how it looks on this this document because I flipped the image. where The D-pad is absolutely on the wrong side. Yeah, that was really confusing to me. I yeah, sorry. I, I, flipped, sure I flipped an image. Um uh, but the D-pad is actually on the left side of the controller, but I would not be surprised if they put it on that side to go alongside everything else that's happening with it. Um, so I I still have Destiny 2 on Stadia because yeah, that, was, that was included with um, 
the the trial of whenever I, I purchased this and returned it, but like that game is tied to my Stadia account still. So I can log on to Google Stadia and I can play Destiny, which I have done and it works fine. Um, the service itself works pretty damn good. Uh, I can't I can't knock it too much from like a, a reliability standpoint, but where I can say is I don't want this to be my only library. There's 161 games currently in it. Like they're it's 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 insane to me that this is a, a, a competitor with modern consoles right now. Like this is launching things that current gen is launching, and it's just so limited and busted and broken. Like that just doesn't seem right to me. But I don't know. What do I know? Um, anything on Stadia that we need to address? Uh, it seems like just like so much untapped potential with what, with the bill of goods they try to sell us versus so far what we've been given Two yeah. very different things. Agreed. And that is disappointing because it sounded really cool at first. This was supposed to be a disruptor and it still very well could be someday, but right now in 2021, it is definitely not that. It's a slow rupture. Remember when you guys talked about how cool it was going to be? Chase, look, man, you watch one press conference and you take the words that these high power executives say at face value, which is always a mistake. And, you know, did I buy into the hype for a moment? Yes. Did I cancel my Stadia pre-order before I actually paid for it? Yes, I yeah, did. You got I wasn't smart enough. Yeah, you got you got out right under the wire, unlike some people. <laughs> well, I got my money back, but I definitely got it shipped to the house first. Um, so let's let's wrap up here with Project X Cloud. Um, this is the service from Microsoft, and I think that um, one of the interesting things about this particular perspective here is is this is kind of what the eggs these are the this is the basket full for for microsoft they put all their eggs in this basket it seems um they've got a couple that's a metaphor yeah (laughs) i mean they've got look they've got they've got some really nice hardware like i'm not going to sit here and knock the new xboxes but (laughs) no no i think you're right i just i liked your (laughs) eggs of baskets and eggy baskets yeah eggy baskets um, no, Phil's been very clear. Like this is the future that they're competing for. And friend of the show, Phil. Uh, yeah, yeah, friend of the show, Phil. Like okay. I know, we're, we're I follow him on Twitter. I, that's close enough. Uh, anybody can be a friend if you try hard enough. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Jesus Christ. Um, let me oh, break it down. So that just made me so depressed. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> um. There is a free. There's no free tier for it, but you can get three months for a dollar, which that is a hell it's of a, a value. slamming good deal. Then that is, uh, I believe, ultimate too. That you get three months of ultimate for a dollar, which that includes gold, that includes EA Play, that includes it all. Um, the ultimate version of Game Pass, which is where X Cloud lives, is fifteen dollars a month. Um, but as I was mentioning, that gets you uh, quite a bit. There's a PC-only version for 10, and there's a console-only version for 10. Why on earth, if you have an Xbox, you wouldn't just pay the five additional dollars a month is beyond me, but people apparently aren't doing that. If you don't have a PC, then...
No, that's no that's for why Xbox I'm, Live. No, you're means, not. You're not following Chase. Am I not? Ten dollars a month. No, ten dollars yeah. a month for console. Yeah. Ulti- Ultimate is on console. That's Xbox Live, EA Play, game. That's your XCloud service as well. Uh, okay, okay, I guess I'm confused at what's the difference. Like Ultimate is just both of them together, right? It it includes both of them, but that is also where XCloud is, Xbox Live Gold, PC Game Pass, and Console Game Pass. So wait, so what is if I'm a console gamer, what is the 9.99? I'm what am I getting out of my 9.99? Game Pass. That's it. Only Game Pass. Okay. You're not getting Xbox Live. You're not getting EA Play. You're not getting any of the perks. You gotcha. I, I think I'm confused because you labeled this slide <laughs> as Project X Cloud, and then you had tiers that don't have Project X Cloud included in them. I'm try- I, I put that on there to make a point. Okay. I, I for, that's cool. for what for what they're doing. All right. Um, I, just I, I'm like, caught up now. I understand. Yeah, you were stuck in the clouds. I understand. It happens oh, when, yeah. we're, when we're flying this high. Oh yeah. Um, some everyone knows how much I love the your your your, inter- yeah. your internet's really lagging, Chase. That's what's happening. Um, so all ultimate Game Pass is uh, access to over a hundred high quality games for console, PC, and Android mobile devices. New games added all the time. Xbox Game Studio titles are the same day as release, exclusive member discounts and deals, free perks including in-game content and partner offers. Currently, you can get, I think, a month or two of Disney+. Plus. You can get three months of Discord Nitro. They've got all kinds of crazy shit baked into that as well. Uh, It also includes Xbox Uh, Live Gold. I'm not not trying Mm -hmm. to shit on this. I just am trying to clarify. Uh, Games can also be taken off Game Pass eventually too, right? It's it's like Netflix Mm -hmm. in that way. Those deals go away sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They say that Xbox Live Gold is a $9.99 a month value. Uh, You still get some free games with that service, and that is how you get to do console multiplayer. Um, If you're on PC, you're just getting the the high-quality PC games, which... I think that just recently came out like full release. I think it was a beta for a while, uh, but it is fully there now for, for PC. Uh, you have new games added all the time. Xbox game studios will be same day member discounts and deals. And then the, the console version is the exact same. There is exclusive content for this. That would be the Microsoft studio uh, deal there. If you're looking at hardware requirements, you do need to have the Xbox app on windows uh, you will need an Xbox controller or a supported third-party controller. But one of the neat things about this service, unlike the other ones, uh, I think they're up to like 25 titles now that are on Project X Cloud. They have uh, gone in and added touch input controls for mobile devices. So if you don't have a controller, they allow you to play them with a touch screen uh, only. So like I think a racing game might not be terrible that way. Um, from like, yeah. the, you, you know, you're expressing pressing one button at a time usually and steering. So that wouldn't be too And, and Microsoft also has the, the really cool adaptability controller that, that has mm-hmm. a lot of really cool uses. That would work with this. Um, one of the other things that uh, they have right here is um, they, they, there was a lot of controversy when this came out because it doesn't work with Apple. And there was a lot of stink about this not working with the App Store. But at the same time, Stadia wasn't on the App Store. They, uh, GeForce Now wasn't on the App Store. They've all found ways to make it work with mobile Safari. 
um, Xbox and Microsoft has said that early 2021, they're going to be using mobile Safari on iPad and iPhone for this to work. Um, Xbox uh, uh, console game passes on Xbox One and Xbox Series S and X. PC Game Pass requires Windows 10. And then uh, if you are going to be using xCloud natively on a device, it needs to be an Android device running Android 6 or newer. Um, look, I think that, Chase, you know where I, I, I land with this one. This is this is the service that I want to see successful. I have the most invested in my Microsoft account. Um, it, it is coming to PC, like the, the xCloud portion is. Right now, Game Pass is only there. And they're saying that eventually, you know, like down the road, more of your Xbox library will be blended into this. So like some of those games that I don't have access to any longer without an Xbox while I'm on PC could eventually become available. But my personal opinion on it, like they've got quite a few, um, they're offering quite a bit bang for your buck. I mean, between the EA partnership recently, the perks you get, xCloud, Game Pass, all that together, I, the reason I put the PC and the console stuff up here is I think it's just laughable like that they have a $10 offering and a $15 offering and what they cram into that $5 is pretty impressive really. But that's so currently the only way to have project to have project X cloud is at $15 a month. And that is all the game pass offerings, but that also includes every single new uh, Microsoft studio game. And that list of developers is growing rapidly. Yeah, there's a so, there's a, there is definitely a thing in marketing where you you offer somebody a bad deal so you can offer them a quote unquote better deal that they fe- they feel better about taking. And I, I assume that is exactly <laughs> what this. Is. Yeah. yeah, and that's it, gents. Like I look, I know this is like a kind of a high level, quick and dirty overview of like what some of these services are, but we've talked enough about them on the show. Um, if I had to like summarize my final thoughts here, 5g networks are becoming, uh, more widespread, more devices support those, uh, the cost to get phones on either side, Android, iPhone, whatever it would be, there's, there's cheaper ways to get those now. Um, the, the thing that I'm really curious about knowing what we have is, are we going to see developers taking the time? to make a traditional port of a game over to a lesser qualified device, or are we going to continue to see the cloud being kind of what Nintendo's doing? I didn't even mention them from cloud play when it comes to this stuff, but they've got a lot of other places do though. I mean, like they're, they're definitely like raising some eyes at it. So, yeah, I I think what's uh, really interesting here uh, as you're talking is the idea that, you know, Apple Apple Arcade and you know XCloud are somewhat in competition with each other. Where I would not have necessarily drawn that line. Uh, I probably would have thought, okay, if I'm you know here's my I, I'm looking for games on iPhone versus games on a console. But if if these are all places, if you can play these, if you can play any of these games on your phone, then yeah, it absolutely does. Uh, it does compete for your time on that on that device, and I think that's interesting. Even though I, I wouldn't traditionally say those two things are going to. Personally, for me, I think that in the next 
five years, things are going to look very different for where our games are at. And I, I, I will shout out Ubisoft because they're on a few of these platforms right now. And uh, I, I can't remember where the article was re- recently written, but one of the gaming websites was talking about how Ubisoft is this a step closer to creating the universal game. But that's and, that's been their MO forever. Like even yeah. when you have something weird and new, like I, I go back to the Nintendo Wii, Ubisoft jumped on that early with with Rabbids and Just Dance and a lot of other titles, and and that's what they do. They take advantage of new hardware. Uh, like remember that fucking Leap controller they made or whatever yeah. the fuck that was. Like they they uh-huh. are out there trying new things, and it doesn't always work. But more often than not, they they do. Uh, get rewarded for being early adopters of, of a lot of these platforms. Yeah. So it does not surprise me in the least that they've jumped out and said, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll do stuff on the cloud. We can we can throw Assassin's Creed somewhere." Uh, like yeah, absolutely. If people want to th- buy Assassin's Creed, we'll let them buy it anywhere. I I want to live in a place where I can buy a game universally, and then I can choose where to play. If I have friends that are on this service, I can pay in and play with my friends there with my library. Like my library goes with me. And that's what I would love to have is that like I, I buy a game from a developer or studio. And then if I want to play it on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, like all I do is I plug my library into that service. And that's where I play it. So you want that's an analog pocket is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. You want to, want you want to be able to have your library of games that you've owned over a, over a long period of time, and they're all compatible, and they all can work on your TV, and they can all work on the go. It's it's great. It's really the best console when you. It is. Well, listen, I I know that this is probably not the most interesting subject for for you two. It is something that I'm very interested in as the resident connoisseur of all things cloud. I. I wanted to talk a little bit more about it. Uh, hang because. on, hang on, hang on. I mean, there's a little game called yeah. Final Fantasy VII. I think a lot of us here are connoisseurs of cloud. You can't just you can't just take that one away from us, Bobby. That's fair. <laughs> How dare you? How dare I? We didn't cover him. My bad. But uh, I'm so pre- controversial. <laughs> you're so brave. <laughs> I appreciate both of you entertaining me for this. Lackatoos uh, are connoisseurs of cloud. But um, as we wrap up this deep dive, I did want to make an announcement. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, Chase, and we, we shared some stuff online today. Uh, today is the 14th of January. We are going to start recording our show, for better or worse. Probably worse. Live on <laughs> Twitch. Probably <laughs> worse. And if you ever wanted to know how the sausage gets made over here at the casual hour, you're about to find out. I'm going to have to dress uh, be up prepared for the to see. fucking podcast. <laughs> I know. Don't. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Just give it to him straight. Just be you. I did. I did but, purchase a ring light today because uh, my apartment is very dark. So is my heart. So I need a ring light for my heart. Um, we yeah. don't. I, I mean, traditionally we record Wednesday nights. Um, that's what we've been doing for a while. I think we'll probably keep that time slot. We're going to show that out here soon. I'm going to talk to the, the gents offline about what a schedule might look like since we are going to be going live with this. Um, that, you know, obviously life happens. We can't always keep, but for the most part, we'll be shooting for, I think, Wednesday nights uh, live on Twitch. We, um, so if you want to follow along with what we're doing, there's a couple ways now that you'll be able to, to take in the casual hour. If you are 
not listen to the podcast, twitch.tv slash the casual hour. That's where we're going to be keeping all these. No one's going to be able to poggers. Oh, no, there'll be we got in. We got in right at the end of, of pogging. You thought you thought you thought pog chance was bad. Wait till you see the casual hour. Um, but if you do want to follow us uh, as a podcast, you can do so on any platform. Anchors where we're hosted, anchor.fm slash casual hour. Uh, you can upkeep with all the news happening around our show on any social platform at the casual hour. Uh, Chase, you run a show called Gamers on the yeah. Go. What's happening there? I, I quote unquote run a show. Uh, you know, we did do our game of the year episode uh, at the end of last month, um, but it's been a little quiet. I've definitely been playing some handheld games and have some ideas, but I imagine I imagine the show's going a little quiet right now until something like the play date or the analog pocket uh, show up and and get people excited again and and give us give me a reason to go back and really play a bunch of old games. In- yeah. Discussions yeah. may have taken place about a future yes. episode. May, maybe Lava. Johnny and I will finally or, do that Minish Cap episode that we keep saying yeah, we're going to do. Yes. Yeah, five years later. Johnny, what are you doing with your son these days? Uh, trying not to strangle him. Uh, I mean, uh, that's parenting. <laughs> 90% of parenting is not oh strangling your kid. The other it's, 10% is strangling uh, your kid. It's fine. Uh, you know... They don't tell you this because making a kid is so easy, uh, but parenting is actually extraordinarily difficult. Um, and uh, we're, what are we playing? We're playing lots of Among Us. It's still the game of the hour, uh, yeah, which is not, fine. Not the game of the casual hour, but the game of the aim is a shower. Right. Yeah. So we all three of us play that together, um, and it can be fun, especially when I convince people to vote Jude even though he's not necessarily the imposter off of the spaceship. And it's fun to, to hear him react to that and get, get real mad and, and call me a mean dad. Um, but, yeah, that's that's about it. Nice. Um, so, as we talk about Twitch and we talk about the show going there, you know, a long time ago I used to make some videos and Chase would hang out and do that and I got lazy and then the pandemic happened and there was no, I think it was more that we made one specific video and you decided you didn't want to do it anymore. (laughs) Even though it led to the best, uh, (sighs) best title in casual hour. But, uh, the, the casual hour is home for me. This is a place where I hang out with my two best friends. Talk about Except that time you left the show. It wasn't home for you then. (laughs) You, you guys left. That was, I've never left. I'm only I've you, this you is my only it. home uh, than other than the other uh, show I have. But with that, it just it doesn't really make sense to me to go off and make videos as Lumberjack Smack, which I, I mean, it's fun. But I think if I were to maybe dabble in that again, if we are actually like going to be doing things on a Twitch channel once a week, I might. See if you two want to come hang out with me that way, and maybe we do some quick looks uh, in a safe distance way that we can use this Twitch channel. Now that I got this PC set up, and we can we can do that stuff. So there might be some other content. Let's just see if we can get the the fucking show running first on Twitch. But there might be some other stuff that we do together uh, in, in the spirit of quick looks uh, on that service. So 
uh, exciting times for us. It's a pretty big transition. Um, hopefully we can make it work. Could be fun. But this has been a deep dive. I appreciate everybody's time listening. Uh, please play something new. Next week is a What You've Been Playing. Uh, we'll be back. There should be some really fun stuff to talk about next week. So we'll be back with some cool, cool new games. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon.